Hi, everybody. So, if you've been listening to us at all, you know that we've been introducing ourselves as the 400 North Podcast. And we're doing a rebrand. <laughs> so, three episodes now, in, baby. What's that? I said three episodes in, baby. Yeah, we, we desperately need it at like eight listeners. Um, so we're rebranding as the Sometimes Cynical Podcast. So, welcome to the Sometimes Sensical Podcast, where four friends compare notes on things sensical and nonsensical. I'm Drew Kapener. I'm Grant Rasmussen. And I'm Shadrach Biggs. And I was waiting James. for a dramatic, uh, a dramatic moment. Yeah, there you go. And uh, James Wengler is, um, what, lying in a tanning bed somewhere or something? Yeah, the beach is We should do a whole podcast about James while he's not here, and then he can edit in and edit out what he doesn't want. <laughs> I feel like that would be really, really a positive thing uh, for our relationship. Just a... Uh, <laughs> No hold, uh, no holding back, James. Episode. We could do. James we could make that a. We could make that a series where you know each of us takes turns not being on the podcast, and then the the rest of the crew talks about them. Yeah. So our, our roast where you yeah. don't attend, basically. <laughs> our, our roast where you don't attend, and you can't control anything that's being said. You can't justify yourself. You can't back yourself up to anything. It's just you're defenseless. Yeah, um, that's a super cool idea as friends. <laughs> I feel like that would be awesome. Um, all right, Shadrach, you're leading us today. What do you got? Hey. All right, well, our somewhat sensical, nonsensical topic to kind of kick us off today, um, I'm really excited about. It's kind of a, it's kind of a two-parter. Um, one, the the main question is, when you were a kid growing up, what did you want to be when you grew up? That's that's part one. So let's start there. All right, I'll start. I remember at my preschool graduation in kind of like a small little blue graduating robe. And they asked everyone what they wanted to be. And I said firefighter because I thought that's what everyone wanted to hear. I actually never wanted to be a firefighter. Um, it sounded pretty <laughs> scary to me. <laughs> but I was like, yeah, I guess that's what everyone else is saying. So um, I said firefighter, but I think I really wanted to, like, I don't know, be like a teacher or be like, um, I don't know. I had no idea. Interesting. That is some deep psychological stuff right there. Yeah, I think I just revealed a lot about me. <laughs> In kindergarten, you were basing those decisions off of what you thought people wanted to hear. <laughs> oh. Drew, what about you? Uh, okay, let me try and... Uh, Is his audio coming from weird to you, Grant? Yeah, a little bit. Let's uh, turn out, everyone turn off your cameras that way over here. Preserving audio. 
All right, let me try and give an accurate accounting here. You said accounting, um, Drew. You want to do accounting? Man, as a kid, that's not even close. Not even close, Grant. Don't flatter yourself. <laughs> um. Okay, I think it was a cowboy first, and then uh, briefly a firefighter for real, and then a veterinarian for a long time and then an architect for a long time. Wow. Um, you were bouncing. What's let's like the, the time span between these. Was this all like all one year or was this like, uh, you know, multiple years spanned out? The that first was freshman year. That's yeah. <laughs> that was last yeah, week. Was, um, I'm, I'm talking about, Oh, I thought we were talking about picking a major here. Um, no, that's what Shadrach's freshman year was like. <laughs> um, I think it was like two years each on those first two, and then the latter two spanned like five years each. Hmm. Something like that. Yeah. Interesting. That's fun. Um, Okay. I, I, when I was a kid there, there's only two that I can remember. Um, the first, and now I'm even blanking on that. I don't even remember what that was. Uh, oh, I wanted to be an inventor. Um, I didn't know what that meant. I didn't know. I just, in my, well, in my head, I wanted to make robots and like invent things. And it's because solely because I watched this movie, this cartoon called robots. Have you guys seen it? I've seen it. Okay. If you've seen it, you know what I'm talking about. I saw that and was like, boom, done. I'm going to be an inventor just like that. And then I created my first robot. And let me tell you, the way I made it, it's kind of a funny story. I took an old like radio that took CDs, it took cassettes, um, it tuned into FM, and I took a hammer and I smashed it to bits just so I could get parts for my robot. And then I, uh, I taped it together with Scotch tape and like added legs and arms to it and thought that it would function. And it never did obviously because it was held together by tape. Um, and the legs were just like D batteries or whatever that were like taped together. So, um, yeah, once I realized that it was actually way harder to invent a robot, I, uh, I gave up pretty quick. Um, and that's when I, I settled on on being a pilot. Um, so, and then the pilot thing lasted from the time I was in elementary school till the time I was a senior in high school. Dang. So, your dad, how did he feel about his hammer? Or maybe it was more your mom's. I don't know. What happened to that hammer? Whose hammer was it? Oh, it was my dad. I asked him for the hammer. It was an old radio that we'd never used anymore. And I just said, hey, I need parts for my robot. And he said, okay, here you go. Okay. So somehow I heard that you smashed the hammer to bits and not the radio. (laughs) Oh, what? (laughs) Yeah, I was stunned, actually. I just saw the new (laughs) Thor movie last night, and I was like, wow, Shadrach is a beast. 
Yeah, I took a radio and beat a hammer with it, and <laughs> the hammer broke instead of the radio. I don't, I don't know what I thought. I thought you were like smashing a hammer with a hammer or something, and I was like, that doesn't even seem like, like it's gonna, like give you great parts to start a robot. With. I was confused, man. Yeah, I was, I was a true inventor. Um, so, well, and then the pilot was, thing. Yeah, the pilot thing. Actually, so there was variance in that. Like, I I went from wanting to be, like, a fighter pilot in the Air Force. This was before Top Gun made it cool, guys. So just, like, um, but, yeah, I wanted to be a fighter pilot in the Air Force until I was a freshman in high school. And then I decided I would just do commercial flight. And, uh, and I gave that up around senior year. So. And that one was mostly because of the uniform. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, you know, we were walking through the airport just on like Tuesday or whatever, Julia and I, and we walked past a group of pilots and flight attendants, and I was like, "Man, how the I feel like people used to worship like pilots and flight attendants, and now they just kind of like wear these funny antiquated." Like you would have thought they would have updated the uniform by now, but they're still going like with the real traditional stuff. Drew, that's yeah. your task to redesign their uniforms to modernize them. I got too much on my plate, Grant. For that. Yeah, you can be too you much. can be a clothing designer now instead of and that task. Stuff. That task is too weighty for me. Well, I was gonna say, have you guys ever seen BattleBots? Like the TV show, is it that the one where they'll have like a robot that's driving around with a hammer and another one that has a saw and they try to like ruin each other? <laughs> yeah, they have competition. It's I loved that that's show. Legit. <laughs> that's what I was thinking when, uh, like the hammer, yeah, all that stuff. I thought maybe you were trying to make a little battle bot. That would be really cool, actually. Yeah, that is cool. I. I don't know who it was, but uh, somebody the other day told me they had a friend who was like on the new, the new version of BattleBots, which I didn't know existed. Huh. Pretty interesting. Yeah, I, I loved BattleBots. Interesting. I need, I I need to figure out what the new version of the show is, where I can watch it. They're waiting for you to start it, Drew. That's that's what it is. Okay, <laughs> real quick, as I want to keep this conversation going because I want to go into part two of the sensical, and I promise this even or the nonsensical, and I promise this flows into the sensical itself. But now I'm curious. After we've kind of talked about kind of our childhood dreams, what we wanted to be, I want to know. Now, instead of posing the question from when we were growing up as kids, if we could pose the same question now. Like, if I asked you now, what do you want to be when you grow up? How, how has it changed? Grant, you started us off last time, so I'm going to make you start off again this time. From a firefighter, yeah. now, if I asked you this question, what do you want to be when you grow up? What are you going to say? Ooh, I'd say um, I want to be, first of all, I want to graduate and pass the bar. So I want to be an attorney. But 
Uh, well, I also want to litigate. So I want to become kind of like a public interest constitutional litigator um, and defend people's constitutional rights. But other than that, I think it would be awesome to to become like a, a professor. So I, I think that teaching ability, not teaching ability, the teaching profession is still kind of interesting to me. So I think at one point in my career, I'd love to become a professor. Mm. Now, the question now lies, since you have a track record of this, did you say that because you thought we wanted to hear that? <laughs> <laughs> no, I thought you would yeah. want to. Grant, this is a safe space for you to just be yourself, man. Yeah. No, I think that's a, that's actually what I want to do. I think. No, come I, on, Grant. Come on. You give us you give it to us straight. I want to be a firefighter. That's what I think you want to hear. <laughs> no, but I uh, I think my career is going to have like many facets or many pivots during it. So I I don't envision myself like doing one thing forever. I think I'll probably pivot quite a bit. Which and I have no idea what the pivots will be, but I'm kind of excited to see where I end up. Nice, I like it. Okay, and if, if at any point in this conversation you want to like change your mind because you you don't feel the pressure anymore, let us know. Um, <laughs> yeah. Drew, okay. How about yeah. you? Um, I don't know. A nice guy. I just. <laughs> I, yeah, I have no idea. I mean, Grant's right. Life and career are going to have a lot of pivots and changes. I don't know that I have like one uh, career focused thing that I would say. Hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. Hard for me to say just one, one direction, I guess. But I, honestly, I guess if I could just um, become over time a, a much better person than I am now, that would be pretty satisfying. Hmm. I feel like that was a very noble answer. And what I'm about to say doesn't sound as noble. So now I'm like kind of hesitant. <laughs> no, that was just a confused answer, maybe. Hmm. So if I had to answer this question now, um, all I want to be when I grow up is the owner and operator of an amusement park. <clears throat> Life goal. There you go. Have you looked into it? Um, not, not a ton, but yes. I mean, always planning, always dreaming, um, really just kind of, you know, taking a look at what kind of stuff I want to do as far as, you know, running it. Um, the logistics of everything. No, I haven't, I haven't dived too far in yet. Um, Is there a pro program in theme park management that you could do like as a master's? I don't know. That'd be interesting. Mostly my entire plan has just been make a bunch of money elsewhere and then lose it all in an amusement park. So kind of like, uh, who was it? Was it Richard Branson who said, if you want to become a millionaire, start with a billion dollars and start an airline company? Yeah. I feel like that's going to be the same path I take. Um, start, you know, figure out, get a billion dollars and then lose it all or a lot of it in building a Disney park. So, so like Disney parks, are Disney parks, 
profitable? I assume they are, right? Oh, Disney. Disney is a different story. Disney is like just absurd. Um, well, if you're gonna shoot for a theme park, I'd like you to shoot for the high water mark. Right. You know, you know shoot big. Uh, yeah. we're, we're talking dreams here for sure. Um, yeah, Disney's super profitable. Their parks bring in billions of dollars a year. Um, I think we looked it up one time when we were standing in like a three-hour line at Disney World. Um, we looked it up and it was like back in 2017 or something. They were like pulling in like $5 billion in revenue from those parks. So it's kind of crazy. Do you know um, what the profit margin is on that on that revenue? Yeah, probably pretty pretty minimal. Um, but I imagine like with that being so large and uh, the parks always being so packed, I feel like they out of anybody would be a profitable source, especially because they're constantly updating things. They got movies coming out all the time, bringing people in. So, um, all right, here it is. Do you want to hear the I, number? I do. Uh, operating profit for Disney parks. Um, in the first six months of fiscal 2022 was 4.2 billion. Wow. They're, uh, first six months. Dang, that's yeah. That that was operating profit on 13.9 billion. I feel like for, for like a, a heavily like physical in-person asset like that not software, that profit margin is insane. That is insane. Yeah, no, that's crazy. Um, so yeah, I guess that's the that's kind of the dream. Um, and to like kind of transition this now subtly, um, even though as I'm saying it into like the sensical topic, um, I was recently um, pointed in the direction of a TED talk. I don't listen to TED talks very often, um, uh, but this one was really good. It was called "Designing Your Life" or "Design Your Life." And it talks about this idea uh, about how to essentially accomplish your dreams, how to essentially, you know, find purpose in life. Um, and those are those are a lot of buzzwords for millennial conversations nowadays. But um, it's an interesting topic because it kind of goes against the grain of what of what people have been saying of, oh, yeah, just find something you're good at, follow your passions, whatever. Um into something that's a little bit more intentional and a lot less vague. And so the premise of the talk is simply that, um, and this is obviously put in very vague terms, so I recommend just going and listening to it, but um, essentially what happens is they, he, this man, he's a professor, he talks about how, um, you know, the way that we should live our lives is, you know, setting a goal, setting goals, um, of things that we want to accomplish and then kind of backtracking, if you will, to, uh, you know, fill in the gaps, fill in the roadmap to those goals. So the reason we started the conversations off today by saying, Hey, what did you want to be when you grew up? And what do you want to be now when you grow up? Um, it's kind of to get at this idea of maybe figuring out what that goal is later down on the road, um, for you. And then kind of backtracking and figuring out how you're going to get there. Um, now, this is just one approach to like, you know, advancing your life. Um, but 
that's kind of the premise of designing your life, especially from the point of the TED talk. Um, but would love to capture, I guess, Drew, and your in uh, you know your first gut reaction to that. Like, what are your what are your thoughts as far as that being um, an idea or a logical path? Uh, so it's a beginning with the end in mind type of thing, right? Correct. Hmm. So interesting because when you first said designing your life, I got maybe a little bit of a different idea of what you're talking about. But now I wonder. Um, well, now I'm curious. What was the idea that you're getting before uh, we started diving into the conversation? So what I envisioned when you said that was more like, uh, what do you want your life to be like? Like, where do you want to live? How, what, what type of work do you want to do? How many hours a day of it do you want to do? Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's kind of a style design. Yeah. That's, that's definitely part of it though. Like, um, basically yeah, you're setting these goals as far as, you know, what you want your life to look like. And the, the reason I poised, you know, or poised the questions at the beginning was to kind of keep the, the, the dream alive, if you will, kind of the, the, the nonsensical side of everyone's lives, like maybe dismiss logic for a second. And, um, if you could be anything, you know, what would you want to be? Like you said, be a nice guy or just a better person. Well, in designing your life and this concept at the end in mind, I mean, it comes down to, okay, well, how do we now approach that as your goal? And, you know, it can get really broad and you can start adding every single element of your life into this. Um, a lot of people just start with one area, like, like for instance, this, um, your, your career, what do you want to be as far as that goes? Um, some people will talk about family first, but it all starts with like, yeah, what, how do you want your life to look like? Whether it's really broad with a bunch of different details or whether it's pretty vague is up to you. Um, but I feel like you, you were on the right track as far as that goes. So. Hmm. Okay. So I, I guess to, to kind of point this conversation more in the right direction or what I was thinking it would go is, I mean, if, if you're, I, I want to hear kind of your thoughts on that end of end in mind concept. Um, do you think that it's like an efficient or effective way to go about living your life or do you, do you have other opinions? Um, yeah, I think it is. Um, I don't, uh, well, I don't know that I've lived enough life to be able to kind of look at the data for my own life and give you a perfect answer on that. But I can tell you like a little bit from Mike's small amount of experiences so far. So one interesting thing is I think um, either nature or nurture, uh, that sort of perspective has, has been in me for a long time. 
Um, like, I think among all the things that I'm very, very bad at, maybe being able to make like a few high impact decisions based on a vision of where I want my life to go is something that I'm kind of good at. Mm -hmm. Um, so like crazy thing, you know, I, you'll remember I said I wanted to be a cowboy when I was a kid. Um, I was obsessed with horses. That was why I wanted to be a cowboy. And I, Uh, I, I was going to make that happen basically. Mm -hmm. And, um, I definitely was specifically my stated goal was to, to own a horse and it was pretty fuzzy to me, like what the path was going to be to that. And I'm talking about, I was like two, um, like tiny. <laughs> that's a, that's some high development thinking for a two year old. <laughs> Um, I mean, the thinking got more sophisticated as I did, I think, but like, yeah, I, I had that, that goal and I just like, I did all sorts of crazy stuff to make it happen. And the way that it happened in the end was just uh, that my parents helped me make it happen. Mm -hmm. Um, but like I was out there like mowing neighbors lawns and like weeding their gardens and stuff trying to collect money you know what, what my plan really was because i thought this was the well i had a couple of plants that were a bit harebrained uh one of them was i was going to buy a miniature horse because i saw that those were significantly less expensive and the care requirements were less uh stringent i guess you would say and i was going to have this miniature horse in my bedroom there you go <laughs> yeah and to me it that totally checked out by the way yeah that, that just uh, made sense that was logical yeah um which i guess like if you really open your mind it, but uh it's probably not ideal um the other thing was <laughs> this one, one's pretty crazy too when i was like 10 i was like what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna buy a mustang from the the Bureau of Land Management auctions, um, I was gonna I was I was gonna train it myself from nothing. Um, <laughs> 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 Which also, looking back, I don't know as the, like as a ten year old, I was equipped to be training a completely wild animal. <laughs> That's funny. It, you know, as you're talking, it makes me imagine this as like a movie, like a Hollywood movie of this kid prodigy, you know, like horseback riding champion or whatever, who's like from the moment they were able to think sentient thoughts, it's two years old or whatever. They're just planning. And here it is, the horse, that whole like that whole idea, everything that you just described sounds like the storyline of like this movie. Uh, yeah, it's probably not that, not that, uh, idyllic of a story actually in reality, but you could, you could gloss over it and turn it into the, that kind of a blindside, good vibes type of thing. Mm. Um, but
But yeah, I, I actually, I don't know why I share that story and I'm not sure how it helps with this conversation. I guess I, that long-term thinking has come somewhat naturally to me for a while. And I don't know, actually, it could very easily be something that my parents taught me or it could just be the way that I am. I will say, I guess one takeaway from that story is the path is never what you think it is because I never got a miniature horse and kept it in my bedroom. And I also <laughs> never got a wild trained it myself, unfortunately. Um, but so like I had to course adjust a lot just as I learned like what it was going to take and how I could actually make it happen. Um, but yeah, and then I don't, know, I don't know if you have thoughts on that. What was your reaction to this? Was did were you immediately kind of jiving with it and thinking like this? This makes sense. This philosophy of kind of beginning with the end in mind, designing your life that way. Yeah, I think uh, I think it got me really good because. Up to this point, um, up well, it's honestly, I kind of checked out with Grant's state of mind as a kid for the longest time, um, kind of choosing career paths that I thought were, you know, good career paths as far as what people wanted to hear from me. Um, and so I thought, you know, for a long time that the more sophisticated answer I gave to like, what do you want to be when you grow up? Um, or, you know, what kind of career do you want to have with this degree or anything like that? I feel like I was giving a lot of answers that people wanted to hear when in reality, they just wanted to, they were just curious or they just wanted to hear that I, you know, had a plan or a direction. Um, the, the interesting part for me was that I, I never noted, I never knew what I actually wanted to do. Um, you know, after I gave up kind of being wanting to be a pilot, there was nothing kind of left in my arsenal. I didn't really have any direction. And even in the last few years, people are saying, oh, well, what do you want to do with that what that degree? What do you want to do after you graduate college? You know, what what does your path look like? I never had a straight answer for them because I just I always had this idea that, well, I don't know. The time will come when I do know. Um, I feel like I'm in a good spot right now, but I don't, I don't know. And it was more like, uh, letting life happen to me, um, taking pivots as they come, which is a great, I mean, it, that's, that's how you're living life. That's great. Um, no, I'm not bashing on that at all, but I felt like I essentially wanted more direction in my life and I just didn't know, you know, what that would be. Um, until someone directed me to this talk and that's where i like so i kind of vibed with it because i was like you know i've been wanting this direction um and so i might as well just think like okay well you know not thinking about anyone else but myself and my family what do i want to what do i want the end of my life to look like um what do i want to have accomplished you know those kind of things um and and from that, that gave me a really clear perspective. And I honestly, I still haven't figured it all out quite yet. Like I'm taking my time to kind of figure out, you know, what I, what I want to do, uh, you know, at the end of my life. But 
the idea was, you know, take a look at the end of your life and then start roadmapping, start game planning. Like, Hey, well, you know, if, if I want to own a roller coaster one day, as crazy as it sounds, okay. Like, okay, well, what do I need to do to get to that? You know? Um, or if I want to in the next 10 years, you know, have a family, own a house, like, you know, be kind of settled down. Um, you know, what is the roadmap from now to get to that point? And so basically I'm still in the theory stage of, of accepting this kind of a thought process. Um, it's not something that I'm used to through my life. It's mostly something that I'm just now adopting, kind of just now taking in. Um, but, uh, so far I really, I really enjoy it. Um, it's kind of given me a lot of direction. And so I think that's kind of the lesson out of all of this is, you know, whatever, whatever thought process, whatever path works for you and, um, is kind of the right one. And that's kind of a, a cop out, I feel like, but, um, whatever path gives you confidence is kind of the right path to designing your own life. <clears throat> and this path was for me. So that's, that's kind of why I wanted to kind of chat about it and hear your guys' thoughts. You know, I think I have a, a good solution for you. All right. I'm near. I think you should be a carny. A what? A carny, like a carnival worker. Okay. Um, I was at a carnival the other day because this is, you could have a theme park basically this way, but just have it be like on a trailer. Oh, you mean like own the carnival? Or yeah, work. You know, you can you can work your way up to the top, which or something. Yeah, that, that's one. That's one thought. You'll probably need to roughen up your way of being a little bit to be successful, <laughs> but yeah, you'll probably need to get a little sketchier and yeah. No, um, so one thing, something you were saying actually got me thinking about something I've heard before, which is people sometimes talk in terms of like making career decisions about trying to think about what type of work you want to do, like qualitatively. I think that relates to kind of my perception of what this topic was of really designing your life in like a detailed way. So, and I think, again, I've, I don't have enough like time in the game to have a great perspective on this, but I think like a couple of ways I've seen that or used that is like, I know at one point I said that I didn't, I wanted my, my pay to be tied to my performance. Um, cause I've done both and I remember specifically one hourly job where it got to a point where I was just like really just burning the hours off the clock. Basically it was brutal. I felt so I was so stuck and like my self-esteem was so low um, because of that. So I was like, man, I'm just like stealing time from this, from my employer and 
anyway, so that's something I've kind of implemented, kind of, into my current work. And then the other thing was um, that I I wanted to work with like in a lot of different fields or do lots of different things in my work. Um, so like I had a job where as a programmer, I just programmed and that, that was very unsatisfying to me to just like receive specifications from the designer and just like have to kind of produce whatever they said. Um, so now, you know, I, in more of my current work, I get to design, engineer, program, write, speak, you know, communicate, et cetera, et cetera. And I, I like that mix of disciplines a lot better. So that was an interesting idea, I thought, of tr trying to think about, like, the type of work you want to do in terms of, like, literally the details of what you're going to be doing day to day. Have you ever thought about that? No, I don't think I've, well, I mean, sometimes I do just kind of thinking how, how I want my day to look. And obviously I think just the consensus that I come down to is, is just not what it looks like right now. Um, <laughs> cause <laughs> if basically anything other than what I'm doing now sounds fantastic. Uh, so that's kind of the, I, that's kind of as far as I've gotten. Hmm. Do you still feel that way? Um, yes, very much so. Um, it's, uh, it's a horrible feeling going from literally working at 6am in the morning on, and then ending the day at like 9pm, um, after everything has been done and i it's honestly only because of how much how many different things i'm doing uh you know specifically with my full-time day job uh you know the the entrepreneurial efforts with you starting a company and then also trying to finish my undergraduate degree is is so much time consuming and um it doesn't allow me to always do what i want to do as far as like you know prioritizing health and exercise and sleep it's it's basically um taking better care of myself uh down the road is kind of the main goal and taking more time in the day for that uh because right now yeah i mean for anyone who's ever had to like really hustle in their life it's it's not always you know the best feeling when you're getting home at 9 p.m you get to talk to your wife for like an hour before you're just dead tired and trying, you know, can't stay awake um, because you got to get up at 4.30 or 5 a.m. the next morning to do it all over again. So, uh, you know, I think now is not my ideal life, um, but I can see that what I'm doing now will enable me in the future to have, you know, that ideal livelihood that I've hoped for. Does that make sense? That spinny ride on the trailer. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that makes sense, though. I... I mean... 
that was the other thing that I was thinking about when I was telling that story about trying to get a horse however I could. Um, there's like these decisions that need to be made in terms of designing your life and starting with the end in mind. And then there's also the dogged persistence that it takes every day to stay the course. Yeah, I agree. I think we could probably unpack that even for a long time and talk about persistence and diligence and just grit in general um, as far as a, a way to accomplish your goals. But I think that would be a, a really long conversation, uh, you know, continuing this. Um, so I think kind of to, to kind of start, you know, with this end in mind for this podcast, um, I think the, the goal of today, as far as the topic that I brought is I just wanted to kind of start instigating thought really with everybody who's listening and, you know, all 12 unique listeners that we have right now, um, is, you know, what, what is it that you want to be, whether that's, you know, whether you're thinking career, family, personal, um, and I guess, how do you get there? And, you know, what are you doing now with your life that you need to change and game plan to move forward and um, adapt to to get there and really accomplish that goal? Um, and those goals can obviously be as wild or as tamed as you want them to be. Um, but I would just say, you know, try not to settle. Um, yeah, those are those are kind of the thoughts and and things, the questions that I'd like to have everyone ponder as we're leaving this conversation today and as you're going about the rest of your day after listening to this podcast is is that. Um, so that's that's kind of the goal here. Drew, do you have any other thoughts or, or closing remarks that you want to add? Yeah, just, as, just my closing thought would be um, Bowling Green State University in Kentucky has a... Uh, resort and attraction management <laughs> uh, bachelor's degree that you could do. And I think that's the closest you're going to get. Should I, should I transfer right now when I'm on my last three credits of this? Yeah. Tr- withdraw from your last class and, okay. and transfer. See what credits get over there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think this could be a good move. Okay, I'll let you know how the conversation with the wife goes um, and uh, see what happens. <laughs> All yeah, right. No, honestly, just buy yourself a little trailer ride. Start there. Yeah, you know. yeah. that's good. Start smoking, probably. It'll be good. <laughs> start adapting some really unhealthy habits, yeah. Um, all right, cool. Well, hey, thanks, Drew, for the conversation. Appreciate Grant also hanging on with us for a little while uh, at the beginning here. And uh, for everyone listening, we'll get we'll get James and Grant back on next time. So thanks for uh, tuning in. I don't know how we usually end these. See ya. Bye. <laughs>